Welcome to the Keystone Kickoff Show, brought to you by the Keystone Sports Network. Get the best Penn State sports news and analysis at KeystoneSportsNetwork.com or download the Keystone Sports app from your smartphone. Hello and welcome to the Keystone Kickoff Show. I'm Jim Galante. I'm with Andrew P. Shea. Ross Tucker will be along a little bit later. Andy, we're going to start with the news, and we were talking about this uh, prior to starting our recording. Essentially, there's not been a lot of news coming out of practice, and that might be the best news of all. Typically right now, if any big story came out, it would probably be bad news, like an injury. Yeah, and when you're in the first like half or even you know two-thirds of camp, it, it's it's kind of like day one and day 15 are kind of the same in terms of externally. What they're learning internally changes over that time. But, in, you know, from practice one to 15, what you're trying to accomplish is kind of the same thing. And, and you're 100% right. If you've got a lot of information and news peddling out about, you know, individual position battles or players, that generally means something has gone awry. And, and so... Less like sort of what, you know, fans would want is, what's going on? What's going on? No news is actually, for the most part, good news because it means the coaching staff is getting the information that they want and need, and nobody's suffered any serious injuries or there hasn't been a significant problem or, or, or you know, issue that's a, a arisen inside the team. So you kind of know what's going on based on the offseason season. Right now, they're they're just working at it and gaining information. So less is more, you know, for the most part, for this first you know couple weeks until you start getting closer to that first Thursday night game at Purdue. And what news we had this week came uh, off the field a another decommit, Andy. This one being Tamarian Parker. Um, he's a top 100 defensive lineman, top 100 player in this recruiting class, defensive lineman out of Alabama. Decommitments happen. I think decommitments happen even more often when you get a guy from out of your region, you know, from down in Southeast Conference land. A lot of SEC schools will be whispering in his ear um, over this time. My question, I guess, is, over the last few weeks, besides Parker, there's also been the quarterback, Marcus Stokes, who, by the way, is from Florida and decommitted and recommitted to a Florida school. And wide receiver Yazid Haynes uh, decommitted from Penn State, and he's a Pennsylvania guy and ended up going to Georgia. Anything to it, three decommits over the last few weeks? No, I, I honestly think you need to – we need to look at the, the, the sort of the, the upheaval that's taking place in college football and the trickle-down effect, the transfer portal, NIL. It, it, it's, it impacts everything. It's sort of you know changing the landscape, and, and it's going to make college football look different five years from now than it even does today. Think about college football in even 2019 or 2018 compared to today. It kind of looks a little bit different. So – it's it's going to happen. I mean, the recruit. It's going to trickle down into recruiting. Um, you know, James is a big commitment guy, right? Like he's big on this, but he also fully understands that he can't be as big on it. I mean, 
I think in Parker's case, yeah, he's a top 100 kid. He's top 10 at his position. He was like, but I think he was a Penn State, you know, commitment or, you know, of what I like to call a verbal declaration of intent. His verbal declaration of intent was sort of out of a left field, a little bit of a complete shocker. Like it kind of like he came to Penn State and took his official visit. He was like, I kind of like this place. I'm going to give a verbal declaration of intent or commitment. I'm going to commit here. And, you know, there's still at the end of the day, 17 year old kids, maybe some of them are 18, but they're still teenage kids. So it's, I just think it's something you have to get used to and accept. And if, if it moves, it gets you kind of like, Oh, what's going on with this recruiting class. Then you're really not fully getting the, you know, grasping the landscape of what college football looks like today. This is sort of, well, this is the norm rather than the exception. That's just my two cents. It is, and of course, while the gods of recruiting, they taketh away, they also giveth, Andy, a commitment uh, this week. This one sort of popped up out of nowhere. Uh, wide receiver Carmelo Taylor uh, from Roanoke, Virginia. He's a four-star. He's a speedster, 5'11", 160. I think I read where he has some state titles in track, 100 meters, 200 meters. So you know he has speed. This is obviously filling in the gap that was created when Yazid Haynes left. I'm impressed, Andy, with, I guess I'll call it the efficiency at Penn State with the recruiting. Hey, wide receiver left, not too long after. Here we go with another four-star wide receiver. That's not too shabby. Jimmy, Jimmy, Jimmy. It's James Franklin and recruiting. Come on, man. That guy, that guy's really good at that, at his job when it comes to being a recruiting expert. There, there's just very, I'm sorry, I'm, I'm going to sound like a broken, you know, 33 and a third RPM vinyl record. Some of you don't know what that means, but that he's just really one of the best in, in the country at his job. So, this is a good because I think it's a little bit of a position of need in this class. They kind of needed another wide receiver, right? And this guy is this guy is what you could say ridiculous fast. Like there's fast, and then there's like track fast, and then there's ridiculous fast. Because okay, so he's been clocked around 11, 10.59, somewhere in that range, in, you know, on the track, and he's won championships and he's he excels on the track. That's fast. But football fast, like that blazing football fast and that track fast fast, that's ridiculous. That's the combination you had. Because when I saw the track stuff, I was like, okay, does, is he football fast too? Because there's a difference. Can he look that fast and play that football fast? It's high school, I get it. But fast is fast, Jimmy. It doesn't matter. And he is both kinds of fast. And he's a, you know, he's got some height. He's you know, 5'11", almost 6 foot. Very rail thin and skinny and, you know, sort of longer and gangly looking. But, man, can he blaze. Oh, my goodness gracious. Like, not bad cornerbacks. I don't. I didn't think they were bad-looking high school cornerbacks, in the, you know, that he was playing up against down there in Virginia. And it was just – he just literally blazed right by them, almost made it look effortless. And it didn't look the guy like the guys he was going up against. They, they weren't all – FBS recruits, but they were not like, okay, you could tell this isn't any, this football's no good. No, they, they were decent cornerbacks at the high school level to my eyes. And, and 
he made them look ridiculous. So he's a pure vertical threat. And that is a demand, a necessary, not a need. It is a demand in today's game to have that pure vertical threat and speed like that. And this kid's got it. It's to have a single skill as a wide receiver. If that single skill is speed, that's probably a very good skill to have. Um, Andy, I wanted to hit on one more thing, and this is a lot of talk now this week. The Big Ten TV contract seems to be coming to fruition finally, and we're going to get into it a little more when Ross shows up for quarter number two, but I did want to get your take. If the reports are accurate, it seems just to understand uh, the Big Ten has a deal with Fox already in place where you're going to see a lot of what they call Tier 1 top games at noon on Fox. You're, of course, going to see games on the Big Ten Network, but the sec- after the Tier 1 with the Fox, it looks like what we're going to see is CBS replacing their Southeast Conference games at that 3.30 slot with a Big Ten game. And then it appears NBC is going to take over the prime time in the evening. And our good friends at ESPN appear to be off the plate. They're not going to be part of this deal. A lot, a lot there to digest, Andy. What, how do you react to all of it? So the two things that stood out to me was that, you know, Fox is still picking the, you know, they still have first pick of the litter. The other thing was ABC and ESPN appear on the outside looking in when it comes to the Big Ten. And not getting first pick, it appears, from what the way I understand it, CBS bid $350 million annually for the Big Ten to play at 3.30 on their game of the week. That is That spoke volumes to me that, like, okay, they're not going to have, like, first pick of the litter per se of their games they're not going to get to but they're saying our time slot is so important that we're willing to pay the big 10 350 million dollars for what we can get to put on at 330 and we prefer that that blew my mind it it is that's an amazing number and a lot (laughs) of people talk about what this means for Notre dame if cbs is paying that amount of money for a single game what is NBC willing to pay Notre Dame? Now, they would just have half the games, you know, the home games. So right. there's a little bit there. <laughs> but you would think that Notre Dame contract would be worth at least $100 million with this the case. Now, the other thing to be aware of in, in that conversation, Andy, is this. Yes, Fox may get the number one pick for games. But when you add like a USC and UCLA to the mix, that second level game is not so bad. (laughs) Because if you just go, you know, you have obviously Ohio State, who is uh, the most highly regarded team level of play and TV draw. But you also have Penn State, Michigan, Michigan State, Wisconsin, USC, just naming that half dozen teams, even if you're not getting the number one game, game number two is going to probably be pretty elite. Yeah, game number two, CBS basically said, we will take, 
what we think is still an elite game from the Big Ten, even though it's not the quote-unquote number one pick. We'll take that in our 330 slot over anybody else right now. That's what they basically said. And I'm like, and they're willing to pay that much money for it. Mind-blowing. Mind-blowing. That's where the Big Ten is and kind of where, even though they're still the SEC, where everybody else isn't. And, Andy, I think what this does is it says you've got the Elite Fox game at noon. You've got CBS. This is going to be the focus at 3.30. And at 7.30, you're going to have NBC focusing on a Big Ten game prime time. And don't be surprised, my friend, if they had a couple more West Coast teams and all of a sudden we have a 10.30 Big Ten game from the West Coast. All right, Andy, that's it for quarter number one. Stick around. We've got Ross coming in in quarter number two. StateCollege.com is your one-stop source for news, sports, opinion, entertainment, and community events. Over a decade of experience covering the Nittany Lions from reporter Ben Jones. Lively commentary from columnist Mike Porman and others. Local perspective, local expertise, Local information from Penn State's hometown website, statecollege.com. Trust statecollege.com for daily coverage of the school, team, and place you love. What defines the special spirit of Penn State? Why Penn State by author Greg Woodman looks to Happy Valley in the 1980s for answers. Featuring rare photos, original essays, and exclusive interviews with Coach Paterno, this beautiful 256-page full-color hardback edition explores the why behind We Are. It's chicken soup for the Nittany Lions' soul and makes the perfect gift for any Penn Stater in your life, including you. Order today at whypennstate.com. Hi, this is Dustin Hawkinsmith from the Keystone Sports Network. For the best Penn State football analysis and commentary, go to keystonesportsnetwork.com. The rest of the KSN team and I will bring you game reviews, player evaluation, recruiting news, and plenty more. You may even hear directly from some of your favorite recruits. That's keystonesportsnetwork.com. You can also take Keystone Sports Network with you. Go to your app store and download Keystone Sports for your mobile device. For Penn State football news 52 weeks a year, count on the Keystone Sports Network. It's that time again for football and tailgating, and no better way than with Go PSURV. Drive your vehicle to Happy Valley and have an RV set up and waiting for you. And this year, KSN is teaming up with Go PSURV to offer a special deal. Be the first to reserve the KSN special for the Ohio, Central Michigan, Northwestern, Maryland, or Michigan State game, and you'll get $500 off your RV. Call Mark at 800-519-8467 and tell him you want the KSN RV special. It's quarter number two on the Keystone Kickoff Show. Brought to you by the Keystone Sports Network. Get the best Penn State sports news and analysis at KeystoneSportsNetwork.com or download the Keystone Sports app from your smartphone. Hello and welcome back to the Keystone Kickoff Show. I'm Jim Galante. It's quarter number two. That means we welcome in Ross Tucker. Ross, how you doing, my friend? I am doing awesome, Jim. Fired up for our conversation today. Always love talking Penn State football. The season's getting closer, although I have one um, one interesting thing I didn't tell you about. I got my schedule for CBS, and um, my first – this isn't, like, announced yet, I guess, so maybe I shouldn't say it, but my, my first game um, is uh, Alabama A&M at UAB, 
and it happens to be the same night Thursday night as Purdue Penn State. So I, I already know one game I'll be watching on DVR or on uh, BTN in 60 or whatever it's called. Gotcha. And by the way, to our listeners, because that's not officially announced, shh, don't tell anybody. Okay. I don't think I don't think it's like breaking news, Alabama A <laughs> and M UAB. I don't think. Um, but no, I'm, I'm looking for. Look, I, you know me. I like going any game, anytime. Um, it's just special. It's my my two favorite things I do, Jim. And I do a lot of things, right? So like, I love doing this with you. Um, you know that because I love talking Penn State football and, um, I love doing anything Eagles cause I grew up a fan of Penn State and the Eagles, right? So when I'm talking about Penn State and the Eagles, it doesn't really feel like a job. Although nothing I do really feels like a job. I mean, it's all, it's all football related, but, um, the two things I love the most are actually speaking engagements, like speaking in public and calling games. And I think it's just because um, the energy, right? Like when you're at a game, it's the unknown. You never know what's going to happen. And no matter what the crowd is, there's the energy of a live football game. It's Division One or NFL or whatever. And then a speaking engagement, that's like as close as I get, Jim, to, um, to playing. Because, you know, when you're broadcasting the people you're talking to aren't there, right? You're on the radio or TV. When you do a speaking engagement, they're like 10 feet away, man. Like you got to perform. There's nowhere to hide. So I kind of like the adrenaline of being in front of a group of people like that. Very good. Well, I'll tell you what, Ross, um, we're calling a variable for today, an audible, I guess I should say. A week ago, we previewed the offense, and we said this week we were going to preview the defense. We're going to hold off on that for another week because I wanted to talk to you about something that you are uniquely uh, capable of talking about. There's so much talk this week about the new Big Ten football contract. It's been uh, We've heard rumors about it for the longest time. It looks like this week it's finally going to come out, and I needed to get your take on it. Of course, we have the addition of USC and UCLA to the Big Ten, which brings in the L.A. market. What appears to be happening is Fox is going to get what's called Tier 1. They're going to get the best game of the week, and that's going to be at their noon window. The talk is CBS would then get a late afternoon game at 3.30, which would replace their SEC game, which they're losing to ESPN. And then primetime would be NBC carrying a Big Ten game. The name that's absent in all of this is ESPN. Uh, let's start with that. Should should the Big Ten actually be concerned that they won't be on ESPN, the place that's always been the default place where people go for sports in, in general and Big Ten football specifically? Well, you know, all I can tell you – is some of the articles I've read about it. And there are different opinions on that. There are some people suggesting that, you know, even though they got more money when the NHL went with NBC, that what happened is ESPN kind of cut them off. They, they just weren't on SportsCenter very much. You know, ESPN 
did not put a lot of time into hockey and that hockey really suffered as a result of not a lot of attention, not a lot, no, no daily show on ESPN, no coverage on ESPN. You know, Barry Melrose would come out like during the playoffs a little bit, but that was about it. There just wasn't much coverage. So one of the things I've seen people write about and speculate about is, will ESPN, you know, will the polarization that we see in news, right, where there's Fox News for Republicans, there's CNN for Democrats and people, whatever, and it feels like they lean into those They, you know, with every passing year, they lean more and more into, um, I don't know what they call it, the, the tribal nature of that. <clears throat> There's some concern that, oh boy, like will a like college game day, how much will they talk about the big 10 Jim on college game day? If you know, ESPN has, the SEC, and they have the ACC, but CBS and NBC and Fox have the Big Ten and whoever else. So I think it's a fair um, a fair question to ask. I guess what I would say, though, is if it's a big game at noon and then they've got another big game at 3.30 on NBC, I mean, on CBS broadcast television, and then another big game that night on NBC broadcast television. <clears throat> I kind of feel like it'd be hard for ESPN to ignore it, right? I mean, maybe they still feature and highlight the SEC games and the ACC, but they're going to have to talk about Ohio State, Michigan. They're going to have to talk about the whiteout game. They're going to have to talk about things like that. But... <clears throat> When in doubt, they're probably going to lean to the games that are on their network. And I think, uh, you know, the Fox pregame show will probably be the, the same way. You know, they are going to lean into the games that, that are on their network. So that was one of the things I've heard, one of the concerns. The other thing I've heard is, Jim, it feels like for years, at noon – there was always a Big Ten game on ESPN and ESPN2, and sometimes ABC. You know, it's Purdue Northwestern, it's Minnesota, Nebraska, but that's that's valuable real estate. You watch college game day, it's over, and then there's a couple of Big Ten games on all the time. Um, it sounds like now there'd be more games on FS1 and uh, Big Ten Network and... Um, I don't know who would carry the other games. Well, there's a lot to unpack there with what you said. One of the questions I have, though, is hockey is pretty much a regional sport where college football has now become a national sport. Might this be the case where finally, you know, a Fox and their morning show will have a bit of a breakthrough because, as you said, you're going to either be an SEC person or you're going to be a Big Ten person. And that's where the Big Ten people are going to go because that's who's going to be talking about their big games. The The other question is, by having the broadcast network, this is going to be the CBS game. So they're going to treat it that way. 
And I know NBC might still carry Notre Dame, but if they're carrying a game prime time, I suspect they're going to treat that as big time also, wouldn't they? Yes, they are. That that And that's the key. The key is, you know, do I think the highlight shows matter? Yeah. Do I think um, Sports Center matters, college game day matters? Ab- absolutely. But I just don't see how if you're getting three broadcast television games, you know, more people than you realize, Jim, don't have cable, you know? Um, so broadcast television across three networks like that, where it's the featured game on CBS, the featured game on Fox, and the co-featured game along with Notre Dame on NBC, that's just a lot. I mean, that that that's just a lot that I think um, that I think people are that's that's a lot of Big Ten coverage. That's a lot of Big Ten coverage and a lot of eyeballs on Big Ten football. And by the way, it also means that they're all promoting those games all week on their sitcoms or whatever. And then even on Sundays during NFL, they're saying next Saturday it's Penn State at Iowa, you know. They're saying that on CBS NFL games, on NBC Sunday Night Football. They're saying that on Fox NFL games. Because remember, that's a lot of NFL power that those networks have, too. So, um, look, the money's fantastic. The reported money for the Big Ten is fantastic. Those television windows, people are used to watching the best college football game or one of them at 3.30 on CBS. They're they're used to that. Um, it's, it's really interesting because it's like ESPN went, um, they went all in on the SEC, but then it, it, it's it, on some level, I guess it kind of cost them, cost them the Big Ten. My question is, where do the other games go? So we know like the A game, the B game, the C game. I'm curious about the D, E, F, and G games, if that makes sense. Well, we still have the Big Ten Network, which has like three slots that they use. And is it possible we're going to get more, you know, Thursday, Friday games, either from Fox or FS1 for those, you know, Purdue, Illinois type games? My question, Ross, is now that they've added the LA market with USC and UCLA, which I'm sure is a factor. Might if this also be a little bit more push to add more West coast teams and add another slot, which is like at 1030 Eastern time where you could always have a West coast big 10 game also. Probably. Yes. But what I don't understand about that is these deals are like almost signed, right? So they, you know, they know where they're at with them. What's the incentive for them? Like once the money's decided, what's the incentive for the colleges to cut the pie with two or four more schools? My thinking would be these, if we're bringing it up, I would think these guys are smart enough to say, and we could potentially have this 1030 slot, NBC, Fox, whoever, and if if we were to add that, there's additional money. Ross, I'm sure we're going to talk about this again. There's so much to, to unwrap with it. 
But we got to move forward. Quarter number three, stick around for that. We've got your questions. We're going to ask Ross. StateCollege.com is your one-stop source for news, sports, opinion, entertainment, and community events. Over a decade of experience covering the Nittany Lions from reporter Ben Jones. Lively commentary from columnist Mike Porman and others. Local perspective, local expertise, local information from Penn State's hometown website, StateCollege.com. Trust StateCollege.com for daily coverage of the school, team, and place you love. What defines the special spirit of Penn State? Why Penn State by author Greg Woodman looks to Happy Valley in the 1980s for answers. Featuring rare photos, original essays, and exclusive interviews with Coach Paterno, this beautiful 256-page full-color hardback edition explores the why behind We Are. It's chicken soup for the Nittany Lions' soul and makes the perfect gift for any Penn Stater in your life, including you. Order today at whypennstate.com. Hi, this is Dustin Hawkinsmith from the Keystone Sports Network. For the best Penn State football analysis and commentary, go to keystonesportsnetwork.com. The rest of the KSN team and I will bring you game reviews, player evaluation, recruiting news, and plenty more. You may even hear directly from some of your favorite recruits. That's keystonesportsnetwork.com. You can also take Keystone Sports Network with you. Go to your app store and download Keystone Sports for your mobile device. For Penn State football news 52 weeks a year, count on the Keystone Sports Network. It's that time again for football and tailgating, and no better way than with Go PSU RV. Drive your vehicle to Happy Valley and have an RV set up and waiting for you. And this year, KSN is teaming up with Go PSU RV to offer a special deal. Be the first to reserve the KSN special for the Ohio, Central Michigan, Northwestern, Maryland, or Michigan State game, and you'll get $500 off your RV. Call Mark at 800-519-8467 and tell him you want the KSN RV special. We headed to the home stretch in quarter number four on the Keystone Kickoff Show. Brought to you by the Keystone Sports Network. Get the best Penn State sports news and analysis at KeystoneSportsNetwork.com or download the Keystone Sports app from your smartphone. And welcome back to the Keystone Kickoff Show. I'm Jim Galanti. I'm with Ross Tucker, and it's time for Ask Ross. This is where we'll take your questions for Ross. Best questions at the end. Gets the KSN Polo. And if you want to submit a question to Ross, just download the app, Keystone Sports. You'll see the Ask Ross button, and there you go. All right, Ross, are you ready to roll? Always. Let's do it. All right. I'm going to start with Steve in Columbia, who doesn't have really a question, but just a comment, and here we go. Steve says, avocado on a burger? And I hope I said that with enough emphasis because Steve has about six exclamation marks on it. And then continues, are you kidding me? How about pineapple on pizza? Oh, my God. I don't have a question this week. I'm just sad. Ross, Ross, Ross. Come on, man. Love the show. But avocado? Ugh. Care to comment? Avocado is delicious, first of all. Second of all, you know, I was thinking about this after our chat last week, and I guess I don't know how often I have had avocado on a burger. I think it's primarily anytime I get those like chicken sandwiches, you know what I mean? Where you get like a uh, uh, bacon, cheese, avocado on a chicken sandwich. The point is, though, 
I love avocado. And if you put avocado, if I had a burger with bacon and cheese and avocado, I'd be happy. I love me some avocado. So yes, I do. You got to have the spicy mustard though. Spicy mustard is critical. I actually haven't had a burger in a decent amount of time. And my mouth is salivating right now. I'm literally in my chair, in my house, like my mouth is getting all sour. And just, I need to add this for our listeners, Ross. We're actually recording this at 9 a.m. in the morning. So this salivating for a burger, it's not like, oh, it's four o'clock in the afternoon and my stomach's starting to gurgle for dinner. It's nine o'clock in the morning. And candidly, both of us, are salivating for a burger. Anyway, and we're not talking about one of the fast food joints. I want one off the grill. All right, let's move on. Let's go to Jimmy in Forest City who says, Ross, you are the best. What do you think should be Pat Kraft's top three priorities to set Penn State football up for future success? Bonus question. He says, when you were a kid, what was your favorite candy? Ross, it doesn't have to be when you were a kid. You could even tell us what your favorite candy is now. Well, I'll start with that. Um, When I was a kid, my favorite candies were Skittles and Starburst. I really liked the, uh, the sugary Skittles and Starburst. And by the way, back then, Jim, that was back when people thought, the amount of fat grams determined how healthy something was or wasn't for nutrition. Cause I remember my sister who liked chocolate saying to me, you're so lucky that the candy you like doesn't have any fat in it. Meanwhile, they're just like balls of sugar, sugar. which we know now is like the worst, like processed sugar is like the worst thing. But Love me some, especially like tropical Skittles, like the blue pack or the purple pack Skittles. So good. I still like them a lot. Um, Starburst. You ever heard of Mamba, Jim? No. Oh, if you ever go anywhere and there's a Mamba, you got to get it. It's like a better, bigger Starburst. Better flavors. And there's more of them in there. I'm a big Mamba guy. They heard me say that one time and they sent me like a ton of Mamba, which was amazing. Um, so I'm Mamba, a Mamba, Mamba guy. Mamba, Mamba, Mamba. I'm going to keep mentioning it. Maybe they'll find yeah, out. Yeah, yeah, Mamba, 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 Mamba. So now, um, now I am more of like a, I love take five bars from Hershey's. I think it's the greatest candy bar ever created. It's like chocolate and peanut butter and pretzel. And it's like, it's all, all the things that go well and nuts, all the things that go well with peanut butter, I mean, with chocolate, all combined. So think about the things you like with chocolate. Oh, I like pretzels and chocolate. I like peanuts and chocolate. I like peanut butter and chocolate. It's all in the same bar. Take five (laughs) bar. So boom. Um, (laughs) You know, Jim, as far as Pat Kraft is concerned, I think probably priority number one, I don't even know what priority two and three would be, but priority one is pretty clearly NIL. I mean, that's the new world that we live in. 
It's going to be a huge factor in recruiting. It already is going to be a huge factor in the transfer portal. It already is. You know, I wonder with some of the decommitments that Penn State has, some of the guys going elsewhere, I I guess I really wonder how much NIL was a factor in this stuff. I don't know the answer to that. I don't have the answer to that. But it certainly has gotten me thinking. So, and, and by the way, there's no reason why Penn State shouldn't be elite when it comes to NIL. I mean, I don't know. What, what are all those stats, Jim? Like one out of every eight people is a Penn Stater or something crazy. I, I don't know how that stat could even be real, but there's all kinds of stats about how many Penn Staters there are. And obviously a lot of them have been very successful. And so... There's no reason why Penn State shouldn't be a top 10 program when it comes to NIL. They just have to harness the power of Penn State and harness, you know, just the sheer mass of people and uh, and the guys with the big bucks. So NIL is clearly priority one. Um, I don't know where they're at facility wise, but I know they're redoing the weight room and stuff. I think. They do need to get to a point from a fundraising standpoint where they're not losing coaches to lateral moves. You know, if someone gets a promotion and gets a raise because of that, then that's understandable. But they can't be losing guys with lateral moves. So as usual, it's pretty much the money, right? It's number one, NIL, and number two, making sure they have enough in the coffers that they're not losing assistant coaches for lateral moves. All right. Let's uh, go to Michael in Fort Lauderdale. Ross, I heard you on Fox the other day. I always enjoy your wise insight regarding the game of football. I was wondering whether you could explain the importance of splits between the linemen and how it impacts both the passing and the running game. Really love your program. I've been listening since the inception. It keeps me up to date with my beloved Nittany Lions. I grew up in State College, went to undergrad and grad school at Penn State, and my first game, I love this, Michael says his first game was in 1956 in the old Beaver Stadium across from Rec Hall. Michael goes way back. Wow. That's incredible. I didn't even know there was an old Beaver Stadium across from Rec Hall. Did you, Jim? Yes, in fact, did you? we did a series on this. The whole stadium, and the shortened version, Ross, is they literally took old Beaver Stadium apart, moved it to this side of campus, and rebuilt what you see now as the current Beaver Stadium. There are pieces of this stadium that came from the old stadium. That was like about 1960. That's amazing. That's awesome. And I don't remember his question at all. (laughs) (laughs) Well, he wants to know about the importance of splits between the linemen and how it impacts both passing and running. Yeah, Yeah, so you can actually learn a lot from splits. You, You can learn a lot from the splits of the offensive linemen. You know... As offensive linemen, you change your splits based on what helps you do your job, right? So 
Let's say I'm at left guard and it's a run to the right, an outside run to the right, and I got to get the nose tackle. Well, I'm going to probably have a really tight split, really tight split with the center because I don't want there to be a lot of space for that nose tackle. I don't want to have to go far to go to get him cut off on the backside. So I'll have a tighter split. Conversely, if it's an inside run to the left, to my side, I'm at left guard. I might widen my split out a little bit. You know, it's, it's not a lot, but a little bit, just so that <clears throat> that gives the running back a little more room, right? If I stalemate my guy, he's got a little bit more space just because I've created that space with my splits before the snap. What's really interesting, Jim, is... There are plays where the splits are kind of irrelevant, okay? And on those plays, I used to really get wild with my splits. Like I'd go super wide or maybe it's a bootleg, maybe it's a screen, maybe it doesn't matter, to the point where I really wanted to throw the defense off because they're trying to read your splits. And I'll never forget... We were playing one team and they were like, wide split, wide split, wide split here. It was like a, it was like an irrelevant, it made no difference, but it was in their head. They were thinking about it. They were thinking about the split. So that's the way to do it. So where you're lining up with the splits, forgetting you trying to fool the defense, it's a little bit you're cheating one way or another to help yourself. It's giving you a little head start to get to the place that you're going. Yeah, I think that's fair. I think that's a good way to describe it is um, you're just trying to give yourself any little edge you can get to be able to get your job done. Ross, that's going to have to be our last question in our Ask Ross segment. By the way, I love questions like this last one where it's a little bit we go inside football. It's even a little bit better when we're talking about offensive line and the things that they do. Your area of expertise, Ross, we always enjoy that. And remember, if you want Ross to answer your question, download our app, Keystone Sports. You'll see the Ask Ross button. Anything on football or food. This is the way we find out what uh, what Ross's favorite candy bar is also. That is it, though, for quarter number three. Stick around in quarter number four. We're going to have Andrew P. Shea back. We're going to be talking about Penn State's schedule this year. Oh, and most importantly of all, we're going to name our winner from the Ask Ross segment. So you want to make sure you stay tuned. StateCollege.com is your one-stop source for news, sports, opinion, entertainment, and community events. Over a decade of experience covering the Nittany Lions from reporter Ben Jones. Lively commentary from columnist Mike Porman and others. Local perspective, local expertise, local information from Penn State's hometown website, StateCollege.com. Trust StateCollege.com for daily coverage of the school, team, and place you love. What defines the special spirit of Penn State? Why Penn State by author Greg Woodman looks to Happy Valley in the 1980s for answers. Featuring rare photos, original essays, and exclusive interviews with Coach Paterno, this beautiful 256-page full-color hardback edition explores the why behind We Are. 
It's chicken soup for the Nittany Lions soul and makes the perfect gift for any Penn Stater in your life, including you. Order today at ypennstate.com. Hi, this is Dustin Hawkinsmith from the Keystone Sports Network. For the best Penn State football analysis and commentary, go to keystonesportsnetwork.com. The rest of the KSN team and I will bring you game reviews, player evaluation, recruiting news, and plenty more. You may even hear directly from some of your favorite recruits. That's keystonesportsnetwork.com. You can also take Keystone Sports Network with you. Go to your app store and download Keystone Sports for your mobile device. For Penn State football news 52 weeks a year, count on the Keystone Sports Network. It's that time again for football and tailgating, and no better way than with Go PSU RV. Drive your vehicle to Happy Valley and have an RV set up and waiting for you. And this year, KSN is teaming up with Go PSU RV to offer a special deal. Be the first to reserve the KSN special for the Ohio, Central Michigan, Northwestern, Maryland, or Michigan State game, and you'll get $500 off your RV. Call Mark at 800-519-8467 and tell him you want the KSN RV special. We head to the home stretch in quarter number four on the Keystone Kickoff Show. Brought to you by the Keystone Sports Network. Get the best Penn State sports news and analysis at KeystoneSportsNetwork.com or download the Keystone Sports app from your smartphone. And welcome back to the Keystone Kickoff Show. I'm Jim Galante. Andy Shea is back with us. Take care of a little bit of business. First of all, Andy, our winner uh, from our Ask Ross segment is Michael from Fort Lauderdale. Michael's a longtime Penn State fan. He mentioned he actually saw games at the old Beaver Stadium wow. prior to the relocation of this side. So, so Michael's been around, been a long. Sorry, Michael, I don't mean to age you, but if you saw games at the old uh, old Beaver Stadium, you, you've been around for a while. Also, Andy, football coming up. That means tailgating coming up. No better way to enjoy a game in Happy Valley than with Go PSU RV. Longtime listeners of our show know who they are. This is where you drive your vehicle to Happy Valley. An RV is set up and waiting for you. It's the greatest thing. It's like tailgate all weekend, getting to the game. They have a shuttle that takes you back and forth to the game. Really convenient and new this year. There's something called the KSN special that Mark is offering. If you're the first one to ask for the KSN special for either Ohio, Central Michigan, Northwestern, Maryland, or Michigan State game, you're going to get $500 off your RV. It's a great deal. More info, just call Mark at 800-519-8467. That's Mark at 800-519-8467. Tell them you want the KSN RV special. All right, Andy. The season's coming up. Something we haven't talked about yet is right. taking a look at that schedule. Right. It's an interesting thing. I wanted to get your take on it real quick for our listeners. Some of the highlights. Opener is against Purdue on the road. Game three is Auburn on the road. This is that home and home. Uh, a little later in the season, they go to Michigan, then Minnesota for the whiteout, followed by Ohio State at home, and then they finish the season at home with Michigan State. What, looking at the schedule, what stands out to you? So I'll give you a couple quick hits that, that grabbed me really uh, right out of the shoot. Per, Purdue, the very first game, Purdue on the road, that's 
That is a wicked tough opener. That's just a, a, a tough one. That's what grabbed me right away is like, okay, it's Purdue. I know they're coming off one of their best seasons in almost two decades. Well, but looking at it deeper, that one's going to be wicked tough. That's going to be a wicked tough game. Auburn game fascinates me, but I think coming off the bye in early October, just like you mentioned, at Michigan, Minnesota at home for the whiteout, Ohio State at home, back to back to back. Those three games through the, you know, through October, which the Ohio State game is October 29th, that is going to write the narrative for this 2022 season. Those three games, looking at the schedule right in a row, right there, that that sort of schedule sandwich that you get right there in the middle, that lays the foundation, that writes the narrative, excuse me, for this 2022 season. Not that the first five games don't matter because those are your, that is a foundation, but those three games write the narrative. And I think November is just laid, laced with possibilities, just a ton of possibilities based on where this team is. Either way, good or bad, November is full of possibility. That's my sort of, you know, quick hit on their schedule. Let me tell you how, how I look at the, the season, Andy, and I do this every year, and I want to get your take on it. I go through the schedule. I look at here are the probable wins, here are the probable losses, and these are the question marks. Now, <laughs> It doesn't mean they're going to lose all the ones that I say are probable losses and vice versa with the probable wins. But I have seven probable wins. The only questionable one in there, Minnesota at home, whiteout. I don't think Penn State will lose that game. So those are my seven W's. My two losses are Ohio State, who they have at home, and Michigan on the road. History tells us that's what's going to happen. So I have them essentially at seven and two. My three question mark games, which I think become the difference between 10 and two or conceivably seven and five, are Purdue in that first game, which you mentioned, Auburn, the third game at Auburn, and the very last game, although at home, Michigan State. So, Andy, I have it where you talk about that rough portion of the schedule in October. I kind of look at it. Yes, it's rough, but I just conceded a couple losses to Michigan and Ohio State. Where I think is the question marks early in the season in game one and game three with Purdue and Auburn. And by the way, I think Purdue's a question mark only because it's at Purdue for the opener. Where, you know, big big plans for Purdue, big expectations. They're going to have a full house, a blackout, all of those things. That's what makes it a question mark. But all of a sudden, I've got two out of the first three games question marks for this Penn State team that may define how this season goes. Yeah, no, I, I 100% agree with you. Like, if you look at their schedule, it's like they could be 5-0, and right, after their first five games. They could also be 3-2. and very easily and the Purdue game is is I want to start with that one because Purdue <laughs> their offense is ridiculously good their offense was one of the best better offenses in the Big Ten last year yeah they lost their star wide receiver I get it they had some troubles defensively not stopping anybody 
but they won nine games by outscoring people. And the majority of that, including their second team, all big 10 quarterback is back. This is a game where I think like with what Penn state is sort of, you know, not rebuilding, but what they're sort of, you know, putting in place for this season, that's just right out of the shoot. Penn state could actually play well in this football game. They could play well, Jimmy and, Lose this football game. Like, you could watch it at the end of the day and go, man, my team played pretty darn good if you're a Penn State fan. I, I thought they played a really good football game, and we lost. That is that is the, you know, that is the level that this Purdue game is is wicked tough. There's a lot going against them. And, and Auburn goes the other way. It's like Auburn has all these train wrecks going on around it. Lost their quarterback. They got three transfers. Fighting for the starting job, uh, their best wide receiver transfer, but they have nine more behind them. They have a beast of a running game. They're not very good defensively. Their coach almost got fired. They lost their last five games last year. They're, it's it's a mess. But their roster's really good, and they're they're almost a similar team to Penn State. I think Penn State can beat that team if Penn State plays well. They're not losing to Auburn. If Penn State plays well, they could still lose to Purdue, and that's the tough you know, part of it for Penn State to open this season is they don't get a chance to settle in again, like Wisconsin last year. Although they went there and, like, they housed Wisconsin last year. They went – I know they won the game, but they beat Wisconsin physically and at their own football game. They went there and laid a licking on Wisconsin last year. It's going to be really tough for them to do that at Purdue because Purdue's offense is so good and so explosive. I think what's tough for Penn State's schedule this season, Andy, is I believe if they had Purdue and Auburn at home, they w- I would put them as Ws. I would. The fact that they have them on the road, and for those teams, it could be like their biggest game of the year. For Purdue, it's they still have everything out in front of them. First game, they're going to be up for it. Night game, all of those things will make Purdue even more dangerous. Auburn, you know, we we talked about this previously, Andy, about, you know, the television thing. That Auburn-Penn State game will be the highlight game, 3.30 on CBS. So Auburn, they will have not hit their conference schedule yet, so they're not going to be in the throes of a – 500 season and oh well you know here we go it's still early in the season for them they get a chance for a big name win there so they're going to be up for the game so I and I think there's a little bit of that even I don't think the schedule works in Penn State's favor at all this year because all their home games I'll say other than Michigan State I almost I'm, I'm either calling it a W or in the case of Ohio State, I'm calling it a loss. It's almost like no variable. The games that are variables are the ones on the road, Purdue, Auburn. And I even think Michigan, if you have Michigan at home, I think they have a realistic chance of beating them. On the road, I'm not so sure. So I don't think things fall their way this year. And you mentioned that after five games, they could be 5-0 and or 3-2. and I'll cut it down even more. After the first three games, they could be three and zero or one and two. Yeah, that's a really good point, Jimmy. They could they could easily be one and two. And and huh, I, I never I never really thought of that. You're 100 percent right because when I dug into the first three games, I'm like, 
okay, that's the toughest part of their schedule. They get a little bit, they have a lot more possibility at the end, which it, which just means with that kind of schedule, right? We go back to, and this is one of your favorite things. I go back to the quarterback position in Sean Clifford. He's, he's up against it at Purdue because Purdue's quarterback performed better last year. Um, and he's got, you know, a good number of weapons around him. I think Penn State has a distinct advantage going into Auburn at the quarterback position. So this offense, this Penn State offense, and and the quarterback position, the wide receivers, the running back support, that whole offense becoming more potent and having a little bit more pop like you remembered it, you know, from three years ago, that is going to be vital in the first three games of the season for Penn State. It's going to be critical for them in the first three games to not be one and two, to be either two and one or three and oh. And if they start out one and two, you don't want to be in James Franklin's shoes. You don't want to be in Sean Clifford's shoes at that point. Yeah, you don't. And the home home versus away, yes, Penn State has a distinct home field advantage. I think it would be better if they were playing Auburn at home. I, I agree with you on that. I don't think Purdue game would be different. I think this is a 60-40 game. I have Purdue as a favorite. The way Purdue's constructed and where they're at right now and how they can function, if they were coming to Penn State, I would still make it a 50-50 game, Jimmy. I really would. That's such a wicked opener. Well, I, I don't agree because I think there'll be so much as the opener at night. Purdue fans will be going crazy. The one reminds me a few years ago was it when Rutgers or Maryland they get Penn State early and they think this is that's the year Maryland. and that's what you're going to get with Purdue. All right, Andy, unfortunately that's it for the show. Thank you all for listening. Make sure you join us again next time on the Keystone Kickoff Show. Statecollege.com is your one-stop source for news, sports, opinion, entertainment and community events. Over a decade of experience covering the Nittany Lions from reporter Ben Jones. Lively commentary from columnist Mike Porman and others. Local perspective, local expertise, local information from Penn State's hometown website, statecollege.com. Trust statecollege.com for daily coverage of the school, team, and place you love. What defines the special spirit of Penn State? Why Penn State by author Greg Woodman looks to Happy Valley in the 1980s for answers. Featuring rare photos, original essays, and exclusive interviews with Coach Paterno, this beautiful 256-page full-color hardback edition explores the why behind We Are. It's chicken soup for the Nittany Lions' soul and makes the perfect gift for any Penn Stater in your life, including you. Order today at whypennstate.com. Hi, this is Dustin Hawkinsmith from the Keystone Sports Network. For the best Penn State football analysis and commentary, go to KeystoneSportsNetwork.com. The rest of the KSN team and I will bring you game reviews, player evaluation, recruiting news, and plenty more. You may even hear directly from some of your favorite recruits. That's KeystoneSportsNetwork.com. You can also take Keystone Sports Network with you. Go to your app store and download Keystone Sports for your mobile device. For Penn State football news 52 weeks a year, count on the Keystone Sports Network. 
It's that time again for football and tailgating, and no better way than with Go PSU RV. Drive your vehicle to Happy Valley and have an RV set up and waiting for you. And this year, KSN is teaming up with Go PSU RV to offer a special deal. Be the first to reserve the KSN special for the Ohio, Central Michigan, Northwestern, Maryland, or Michigan State game, and you'll get $500 off your RV. Call Mark at 800-519-8467 and tell him you want the KSN RV special. 